Welcome to Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak. Great to be with you. Boy, I'll tell you what. I was going to do the show a little earlier today. I, re- I record the program typically in the in the late afternoon. And I was all set to record, and my neighbor's lawn service decided to show up and do the lawn. Um, hopefully, you're not going to hear too much noise. It, it seems to take them forever. They do the... I don't know what they do, but it just seems to take them forever to go back and forth on the riding mower. I think he's pretty much done, but I apologize if you do hear any noise. I had to get the show finished, and I'm so glad to be with you. My name is Gary Zimek. This is, as I said, Following the Truth. It's day two of Give Up Worry for Good. Today we're going to talk about the fact that today is the time to begin. We're going to be looking at the first recorded words of Jesus in Mark's Gospel. I'm going to share some thoughts about that. Um, I also want to share something with you from today's Daily Mass, just a just a brief nugget that came to me out of the first reading. I think it's a good one, and I think it's going to be a good message for, for all of us today. I also want to share some things that happened to me today, sort of to give you an idea of who you're dealing with. You know, it, it, it's very easy for, and, and I'm always careful to not have this happen, it, the last thing I want you to do is think that I have completely mastered this giving up worry thing. I'm always going to have this tendency to be anxious. The Lord has healed me tremendously. He has made me, he has made, accomplished tremendous things in my life when it comes to worry. And yes, I am at peace more now than I ever have been in the past. And I give all the glory to to God for that. But there are still, I still have that tendency, and I'm going to share a little something that happened today while I was at Mass, and how I worked with it. You know, one thing, I might still have this tendency to be anxious. Some of us have it, some of us don't. But I have this this ability to catastrophize. I My mind typically ends up going worst case, very easily. It doesn't take me a lot to to assume the worst has happened. But, and and the reason I tell you this is because even if you're like that too, and I have a feeling that you may be, even if you're like that, you can find such tremendous peace if you keep walking with Jesus. You just have to learn how to retrain your thought process and how to depend on on the Holy Spirit to guide you. And that's what this eight-week program that we're going through is all about, to, to sort of rewire our brain and to get us used to turning to Jesus whenever we're beginning to freak out. That's that's what this is all about. But I'll, but I'll share this with you to let you know that it doesn't take me as long now as it did in the past to do the right thing when the fear begins to set in. But I still struggle with this at times, you know, and, and I think you need to know that. You need to know it so that when you fall, and you'll fall from time to time, you'll begin to worry. Or when you initially panic, you'll be able to snap yourself out of it, right? That's that's the key. So let's pray. Let's turn to our Father in heaven. Let's recognize that we are in his presence right now. And then we'll talk about the message from today's Give Up Worry for Good. And it, it really is. It's one of my favorites. And um, it, it's it, it reminds us that, you know, we can put off doing things. We can keep saying in the future, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give up worry. I'm going to trust the Lord more. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But today is that day. It's good to have a starting point. So really, today is that day when we begin. Yesterday, of course, was our initial day. But really, today, we're still getting started. 
and we have to look at what Jesus said. We're going to follow him. So let's pray to our Father in heaven right now as we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you for being present with us now. Father, we can't see you. We can't hear you. We might not even be able to feel you, but that's okay because we know through faith that you are with us. You are with us everywhere we go. In a sense, we can see you because you're pure spirit. You don't have a physical body. So therefore, as we look around, this is going to get deep now, so bear with me. (laughs) As we look around and we see, we kind of see the air, which is invisible. We can just as easily see you, Father, because you are invisible. But by faith, we know you're here. We know that you're real. We know that you love us. We know that you're bigger than any problem we can face. We know that you are completely in control of our lives. And we know that nothing can happen without your permission, Father. So with that in mind, we confidently approach you. In addition to praising you for who you are, Almighty God, we present our needs to you, Father. We ask you to help us with all of our our problems, the things that are concerning us today. Please give us the strength to deal with whatever it is that we have to face. Please heal those who are sick. Please ease the minds of those who are anxious. Please help anyone who is struggling with an addiction. Please grant hope to those who are hopeless. Please heal the peace and division in our world. Father, I ask you to use me as your instrument today. Please give me the words for this program. And please open all of our minds and all of our hearts to hear what it is that you have to say on this show and to be willing to follow your lead and to put your words into practice. Father, we ask these things in the most holy and sacred name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So how you doing? You doing okay so far? Day two. (laughs) Give up worry for good. You still with me? Look, we're going to be doing this for eight weeks. And you'll see, we'll do it one day at a time. And as a reminder, every Monday through Friday on this podcast, we'll talk about the material from Give Up Worry for Good. Now, I realize that you may not have gotten the book yet. That's okay. And I put this on my blog post today at followingthetruth.com in talking about this Give Up Worry for Good program. If you are just joining us and you have not gotten the book, I would really recommend you get the book because I'm just going to be supplementing the material each day. I'm not going to be rereading. I'm not going to read it on the air or put it in my emails, but I'm going to supplement and give you some additional information. But until you get the book, just continue to follow my daily emails Continue to listen to these podcasts whenever you can. And when you get the book, read the introduction and then just pick up wherever we are. Whatever day we happen to be at, you just pick up right there. And then if time permits, you can go back. You could redo the program at some point. You can make up for the days you missed. In in a sense, one week builds on the next, but not really. They're all self-contained. There's a different theme each week. But... The introduction is going to really give you what you need to know as we head into this program to give up worry for good. Let me tell you, this is not difficult. It's challenging because we have to pretty much unlearn, those of us who are worriers, we have to unlearn 
what we have learned over the years, mainly to worry about our problems. But the beautiful thing about this is when you go through this, when we look at different Bible verses every day, that's the Lord speaking to us. So you're going to have that opportunity for him to speak to you every day. And that's a good thing because you will have that encounter with God each day through Scripture. We're also, I'm going to also encourage you to pray, to spend time in prayer every day. That's important too because you need that encounter with the Lord. I would also encourage you, if possible, to receive the sacraments as frequently as you can, to receive the Eucharist as often as you can. Not everybody can go to daily Mass, but if you're able to do it, it's going to really help you. And the same goes for confession. It's very important because the more you frequent the sacraments, the closer you grow to Christ. He operates in all of the sacraments. And the ones as Catholics that we are able to receive most frequently are the Eucharist, Holy Communion, and confession. Baptism, confirmation can only be given once. But that's fine because the graces flowing from those sacraments They're sort of a time-release set of graces that they just continue to flow into whatever situation we may find ourselves in. The same thing with the sacrament of marriage. Now, technically, that is a sacrament that can be repeatable, but if you, to give you an example, that uh, if you uh, have been married in the church, then you're going to have special, what the church calls sacramental grace, which is proper to the your your state in life so your 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 dealings with your spouse your dealings with your children you're going to have special grace that fl- that flows through the sacrament of matrimony into those situations which is really cool that's it's just really amazing so the sacraments if you remember nothing else just remember that the sacraments do something they give grace and in order to feel peace and grow closer to Jesus we need grace that's the way it's done and ultimately that grace is going to lead us to our, our future home in heaven. So it's all good stuff. But look, let's do this one day at a time. If you have any questions as we go through this, don't forget to email me at Gary at followingthetruth.com. I'm praying for you, and I would hope that you pray for me and everybody else who's participating in this eight-week program. If you miss a day or two, just continue on. Just pick up where you left off. I don't want this to be a burden to anybody. I don't think it has to be. We do it one day at a time. We do the best we can. And we're going to let Jesus do the heavy lifting, which is what he's really good at. We're going to follow him. We're not going to lead. We're going to follow. And and you know what? When we do that, see, when we do that, he does what he's supposed to do. And we do what we're supposed to do. And what we're supposed to do is not worry. We're supposed to trust him. And we'll learn, we'll talk more about how we do that, you know, as we continue forward in this program. We're going to talk about what it means to trust the Lord. So stick with me. We're going to do this one day at a time. Don't forget to sign up for the emails. Don't forget to, well, you obviously you're listening to the podcast, so you got that, that down. And last night, I did the first of our Monday night Facebook Live sessions. I'm just going to do those every Monday. We'll gather together. At 7 p.m. Eastern Time, you can view them either live or archived. And if you have questions for me, of course, you can always email me at Gary at followingthetruth.com or you can just post your comment in Facebook on the Facebook Live sessions. All right. So I want to make this, you know, this is 
sort of an interactive session or program that we're doing, but it's not really a real-time interactive program, meaning that you could do this whenever it's comfortable for you. But I like the idea of the fact that we can come together, and if you have questions, you can ask them. All right, so that's going to take place on Monday evenings. But today is Tuesday, so we're going to look at, what is it, day two of Give Up Worry for Good. Um, you know, before I do that, let me share some thoughts with you, give you something that happened at Mass today to me. And by the way, any questions about my work, if you want to find out about my other books, if you want to invite me to speak at your parish, the best thing to do is go to my website, followingthetruth.com. Okay, so Eileen, my wife, and I went to daily Mass this morning, and the first reading was from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Let me just, you know what, let me read it to you, and I'll, I'll tell you what really hit me, and, and I'll explain how this pertains to what we're doing. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 9, Paul writes, We want you to know, brothers and sisters, of the grace of God that has been given to the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their profound poverty overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For according to their means, I can testify, and beyond their means, spontaneously, they begged us insistently for the favor of taking part in the service to the Holy Ones. And this, not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and to us through the will of God, so that we urged Titus that as he had already begun, he should also complete for you this gracious act also. Now as you excel in every respect, in faith, discourse, knowledge, all earnestness, and in the love we have for you, may you excel in this glorious act also. I say this not by way of command, but to test the genuineness of your love by your concern for others. For you know the gracious act of our Lord Jesus Christ, that for your sake he became poor, although he was rich, so that by his poverty you might become rich. Okay, what does this have to do with anything? All right, let me, let me explain what, uh, what I felt the Holy Spirit was laying on my heart today. Paul's talking about the, the churches of Macedonia for in a severe test of affliction. This was not an easy time for these churches, right? And he refers to the abundance of their joy and their profound poverty. So here we have churches where the people are profoundly poor. I mean, that's pretty seriously poor. And sometimes we think that wealth and happiness go hand in hand, but really what Paul is showing us is that true joy, because they have an abundance of joy and an extreme shortage of wealth. But this overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part, meaning they were contributing to the needs of others, even though they were extremely poor. The reason I think this is important for us today is I want you to understand, as you enter into this Give Up Worry for Good program, as we, as we walk together, right, We've all got problems. There's a, there's a very good chance you may have some incredibly serious problems right now, and that's why you're worrying. What this reading tells us is that joy can be found even in the midst of serious problems, and I think that's so critical for you to understand that. 
Joy can be found even in the storm. We need to believe that. Because joy is not a response to favorable circumstances. I wrote a book called Let Go of Anger and Stress, and I talk about the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. Joy is one of them. Joy is a response. Joy is a response, what, to God's presence with us. We can choose to rejoice, even if we don't feel like it. We can choose to rejoice. Why? Because God is present with us. He is always present. He is all-powerful. And that is the secret to beginning to experience the peace that the Lord wants us to have. The choice, the conscious choice to rejoice in His presence no matter what is happening. So I want you to try to try your best to choose to rejoice. Lord, I choose to rejoice today. I rejoice because You're with me, Lord. You can say that every day even if you don't feel it. Now, there are going to be days you feel it. There's going to be days the Lord allows you to have that consolation where you really feel it. Even if your problems still exist, you might really feel His presence and feel that joy. But there's other days you're just going to choose to rejoice and your hope is in the Lord, not in the things of the world. And again, I'm not saying this is easy to do, but this is something we should start to think about, right? So this is, this is really a good, it's a great message, I thought, today, that it is possible to rejoice even when things aren't going well in your life. Um, let me do the day two reading for Give Up Worry for Good, and then I'll try to share something else that happened at Mass today. The, today's a Bible verse, these are the first recorded words of Jesus in Mark's Gospel. Jesus said this in Mark 1.15, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. A lot of times we hear this particular, uh, this particular verse used at the beginning of Lent, but I think it's a great verse for us if we listen to the words of Jesus. Essentially, he's saying four things here. Let's talk about them because... I think we need, to, we need to think about them as we begin this process to give up worry for good. Number one, the time is fulfilled. Jesus is saying right now, here we go. You ready? We're leaving today. Are you ready to follow me? And I think you and I, we've, we've already made that decision. We have chosen to give up worry for good beginning right now. And that's a good thing because otherwise we could put it off and maybe feel good about ourselves saying that, yeah, I'm going to do that one day. One day I am going to give up worry, you know, but today's not that day. So I'm just going to worry. I'm going to worry my little head off. No, we're going to start today. And Jesus is telling us the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. We're going to have a verse tomorrow that will really talk more specifically to this But here's the deal with the kingdom of God. Look around. Do you see the kingdom of God? No, you don't, do you? I'm looking at a bookcase. I'm looking at my living room. In my mind, I'm thinking about the potential problems in my life. I don't see the kingdom of God. And that's precisely the point. It's invisible. The kingdom is here. You don't see the kingdom when you turn the news on. You don't see the kingdom on the internet. You don't see the kingdom when you're at work or at school. You don't see the kingdom. But the invisible kingdom of God is at hand. That's what Jesus said. And this is one of those things that we have to believe by faith. We're either going to focus on the kingdom, the reality of the kingdom, and I'm going to tell you, it's real. 
Just because you can't see it does not mean it's real. My wife is out on the porch reading right now. I can't see her, but she's real. I know she's real. And it's the same way with the kingdom of God. In order to give up worrying, we need to focus more on God's invisible kingdom than on the problems that we face that we're bombarded with every day. Now, every now and then, we're going to be able to see the results of the Lord's working in our lives. But for the most part, the kingdom is invisible, but it's here. Now, Jesus says, repent. Typically, we think of repentance as a turning away from sin. And that is certainly one meaning of the word repent. But the Greek word, now the Gospels were written in Greek. The Greek word that Paul used, I'm sorry, that that Mark used when he recorded these words of Jesus was metanoia. Now, you may have heard that word. That's used a lot. It's a Greek word meaning literally to change one's mind or to think differently afterward. It's an internal conversion. It's a change in the way you think. And that change, that internal change of the way you think is going to affect what you do. Now, yeah, it does apply to sin, but it also applies to worry. Because what's worry? It's negative thinking. It's thinking that God can't fix this. It's thinking that I'm going to be doomed. This will never resolve itself. It's thinking that the worst case scenario happened. And the Lord is calling us to change the way we think. How? To believe in the gospel, to believe in the good news. The word believe, again, looking at the Greek that Mark uses, means to have faith in, to trust in, to have confidence in. So the question is, for you and for me today, is do we choose to trust Jesus? Do we choose to trust Him? Not do we feel that trust, but do we choose? So I'm going to encourage you today, and me too, to say, Jesus, I trust in you. We can do this, Lord. I believe you, Lord. I believe your kingdom is at hand. I believe today is the day that I'm going to start putting it into practice. I'm going to start changing the way I think over the course of the next eight weeks. We'll do that gradually. Don't expect to do it all in one day, but that's the the intent to change the way we think so that when we face a problem or a potential problem, we don't turn to worry, but we turn to Jesus. See the way that works? and to have confidence in him. And if you need a prayer to do that, Jesus, I trust in you is a great one. Jesus, I trust in you. I'm scared to death. Jesus, I trust in you. I don't know how this will ever work out. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I choose to trust in you. Just like I choose to trust that when I go to McDonald's and get a hamburger, that they don't put poison in it, right? We trust people all the time. We trust people all the time. I trust that the pharmacist gives me the right pills. I trust that the pilot knows how to fly a plane. I don't know that for sure, but I choose to trust him. In the same way, I can choose to trust Jesus. Doesn't mean I'm not going to be afraid, but we got to get used to start trusting in him. He's trustworthy. He's faithful. He's got a great history, you know, and this is sort of the process that we want to start to begin. Jesus, I trust in you. I choose to trust in you, Jesus. Let's do it, Lord. 
You lead, I'll follow. Now, to give you an example today, I'm at church, and uh, my daughter works in a library, and she will typically, she's a relatively new driver, so she typically will text my wife when she gets to work. She was going to work today. She she's, works part-time at the library. She, she goes to, to college also part-time. Um, it was, we're, we're at Mass, so when the text would come in, we are at Mass, and she was going to let us know that she was there. Well, it was late today, and I had received communion, and I, the text didn't come in, and I was rattled. Now, what we didn't know was that she took a walk before she got to work, and she was a little late getting to, to, to be able to text us once she had to go in to work on time, you know, so it was delayed. So the text came in a little late. So I was received, I had just received Jesus in Holy Communion. I said, Lord, you know what? I'm scared. I'm scared that something happened, but Jesus, I trust in you. And you know what? The text, again, the text did come in a few minutes later, but for that, and I also said, Lord, I offer up this suffering. Please take it. Please use it. Unite it with your suffering, the suffering of me not knowing if my daughter made it to work safely or not. And again, it might seem like a little thing, but these little things, they can be not that little sometimes when you're going through them or when you tend to be a worrier. So I offered up the suffering. I gave it to him. I said, Lord, take care of her. Jesus, I trust you. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm going to focus on you right now. Now, was my stomach a little queasy? You better believe it. You better believe I was feeling a little shaky. But that's an example of choosing not to follow your feelings. But by faith, letting your fear lead you closer to Jesus. That's what we need to start doing. But I tell you that story just so you know that I don't trust completely. I am not willing to trust completely. Am I better than I used to be? You better believe I am. But this is something that I'll be working on for the rest of my life. And for the most part, I'm very peaceful. But you got to understand where I started. I was a complete wreck when it came to being worried about everything. So I want you to know there is hope. Let's take it one day at a time. Each day, I believe you'll get a little bit better. You might not be able to perceive the change. But over time, you'll say, you know what? I am a lot better than I used to be. I trust Jesus more. Give him a chance, okay? No matter how you feel. Make that decision. I'm going to say, Jesus, I trust in you. And that's how this process begins. Fill me with your peace, Jesus. I'm scared. Be honest with him. Be honest with him. He wants you to be honest, okay? Hey, if you have questions, Gary at followingthetruth.com. See, this isn't that hard. We can do this anytime. Gary at followingthetruth.com. In the meantime, I'm praying for you. Please continue to pray for me and everybody else who's doing this Give Up Worry for Good program with us. And I look forward to being back with you tomorrow, God willing, on uh, on Following the Truth. In the meantime, keep it up. Keep telling Jesus you trust in him. And we're going to do this one day at a time, okay? God bless you. Talk to you next time.